0: WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at nine600 And now let's join the Upfront panel. Hi everybody and welcome to the Upfront program. And uh, this is Thursday and when Thursday rolls around we are uh, graced uh, with uh, Mr. Christopher Boulay, better known as Chris Boulay, uh, in studio with us. And uh, we chat about um, uh, a kind of a different spread of issues, uh, depending on the expertise of uh, who's in the studio with us. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing over there?
1: Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. It's terrific to be here.
0: And nice to have you in our studios today. Let's uh, take care of a few mechanics and remind our listeners... That this is WNRI, AM, FM, and on the Internet. This is a talk show. If you want to talk about something, you can. 769-0600, and, um, and we welcome your calls. And you can pose your question or make your comment or both. You also can participate by sending us an email at up front at WNRI.com. And um, I guess uh, if you don't do any of that stuff, then... Chris and I uh, continue a dialogue uh, that we're we're uh, we often do we do that uh, before the program begins sometimes after the program begins sometimes we exchange texts and internet uh, messages we're in communication constantly like my brother Chris <laughs> right Welcome to the family.
1: Oh, it's great to be here. Now, was it you or Al Gore who invented the Internet? Me. Okay. (laughs) That's what I thought. I was pretty sure. Right.
0: Right. Me and I also invented climate change. (laughs) All right. So, um, and a, a number of other things, too. All right. Now. Uh, let's, um, let's let Chris, uh, because Chris does uh, preparation, I know, because I get some of the stuff that he um, is prepared to talk about uh, sent to me ahead of time. I get a chance to catch up on the issue, if I'm not up on the issue, and sometimes I am. Sometimes I know nothing about it. Hey, what are you going to talk about today, Mr. Boulay?
1: Well, briefly, as i like to mention, I'll touch upon the stock market, touch upon a little financial issues, and then, if the audience wants to get deeper, we'll get deeper. If not, just spend three or four minutes. Right now, very early in January, the market has been moving up, the market being U.S. equity markets, and history doesn't always repeat itself, but sometimes it rhymes. Very, very often, past performance, is no guarantee to your future performance, but there's usually major companies that are making 401k matching contributions. People are doing their step. So sometimes it's almost an automatic that the market moves up because capital is moving in whether you like it or not. So UBS or CVS or whatever, if they're matching, matching contributions in January to uh, the 401k of their employees, they're not going to time the market. are just going to put it in. So very often, January will be uh, an up month. And then, of course, people start to see that and they start anticipating that. And I think we'll look at, you know, February, March and what have you for the, for the rest of the year, see where it all goes. But January is usually not an indicator of how the year is going to be. It's usually an inflated month. But that's not always the case. So want to touch upon that. I do work for UBS Financial Services, the world's largest wealth manager, and they spend hundreds of millions of dollars on research. And My job is to sift through some of that research and make sure that it's actually very meaningful to my clients and to this particular audience, make sure that it's uh, meaningful to our, our listeners. So I left a little research piece, like two pages long, it says why diversification still works. And what it brings up... and. I, why everyone had a difficult time in 2022 is that in the last 97 years of stocks and bonds being measured, so we're going back almost 100 years, mm-hmm. only three times during those periods in a calendar year, did stocks and bonds actually go down. So three times out of almost 100 years, stocks and bonds have gone down. So diversification was really hard. So if you decide that you wanted to move from stocks to bonds to take money off the table, well, bonds were going down because interest rates were going up. And that has happened in 1931, 1969, and both those days I was not in the uh, business, and it happened in 2002. So we talk about the fact that the U.S. equity markets average between 8 to 11% per year, and rarely are they in that range. Probably less than 5% of the time are they in that range. Look at 2008, the market was down over 35%. You look at 2003, the market was up 37%. And we could just go on and on, but really. Is it going to be in that band of 8 to 11 8 to 12%? They're going to be extremes. So if you felt that there was no place to hide in 2022 when you're managing your portfolio either yourself or with your financial advisor, you were right. Uh, the basic tenets of stocks and bonds both got clobbered. And as I mentioned, that has only happened three times in the last almost 100 years.
0: All right. I'm glad you clarified that uh, for our listeners. And I know uh, some of our listeners uh, tune in to... Um uh, hear you um, comment on that kind of thing uh, every week. So thank you for doing that. Um, so I want to talk about, um, can we come local for a second?
1: We, we can do we, uh, you, This is your uh, station, right? Well, uh,
0: I don't like to, uh, maybe that might be factual, but I don't like to even think in those terms because uh, I like to kind of let, let everybody uh, do their thing. Whether you're visiting with us or whether it's Jeff doing his own show or... Everybody, um, uh, that Second Amendment means a lot to me all my uh, all my life. And I like to have people be able to exercise it in any way that they want, providing that they don't use bad words because you know I don't like to swear. You've yes. never heard me swear off microphones. Never. Nor have I heard you. Never. All right. <laughs> we, we're really good that way. Uh, anyway, if uh, you would like to um, uh, comment on the homeless encampment situation um, mayor Lisa Baldelli hunt uh, gets uh, re-elected uh, has a nice inauguration ceremony and um, and everybody's talking about the projects they're going to tackle in 2023 and um, and then I think uh, she um, she issues an order to uh, clear away a very uh, uns uh, I would say it was kind of dirty and messy and and unsightly and so forth. And and she orders uh, the public works department to take it away, and they did. And then it uh, turns out to be a public relations um, uh, nightmare for for uh, for her administration and containment uh, also and an opportunity for those who are housing advocates and homeless advocates uh, to um, criticize her and and push their case forward, too. And um, frankly, I've had a couple of people say that they just love exactly what she did and um, that they're not with the um, people who uh, support uh, the homeless. Um There will always be people that uh, feel that, Homelessness is unnecessary, and then there's all there's a whole bunch of people that find uh, that uh, homelessness is something that can't be avoided. It's a mental disease. It's uh, all kinds of reasons why it exists. So, now, Mr. Co-Talk Show host,
1: <laughs> how do you read all this? Well... If regular listeners know, I, I don't care what this administration uh, thinks of my comments. Really, I shouldn't say really. more times than not, I disagree with this administration and the way they do things. Um, I've kicked the tires and talked to different people. I've done my own review of the situation, and, and I think the, the mayor has done a very good job here. Um, she often talks about quality of life, and that is a priority for any mayor. Uh, her or any, uh, uh, successor or predecessor is, is quality of life. And I did listen to the interview yesterday. She was very impassioned. She had the deputy police chief here and it looks like they gave these people a lot of warning and, and, and um, before they eventually did it and to me you know lisa's not a democrat she came across as a compassionate conservative i think she's very moderate she's not on the left she's not on the right i think she's very moderate and in this situation i, I think they did what they needed to do um the backlash that this administration's receiving from people who make a living on people being homeless and and downtrodden and really don't seem to want to from my viewpoint, uh, are not being effective helping these folks. And for them to be criticizing the administration when the administration has provided um, shelter for them um, and some people choose not to use it, um, to to, to me, uh, it's very, very hollow. And a lot of these social programs have really developed. And there was a... um, a mayor in the 80s who has the same last name as Lisa who called him out. I'm not sure you want me to use that phrase, but uh, I can if you want. You can if you want. Yeah, he, he called them poverty pimps. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think you know people push back, but right. If you're uh, not really lifting people a hand up to get better um, – You and I both know some multimillionaires in the greater Northern Ireland area who were once on public assistance. It's there for a particular reason, to help people when they're down. It's not to become a multi-generational thing. And it's very challenging... For any mayor, this mayor, or future mayors, and past mayors, to try to lift one socket up when you have people who want them to be dependent on the government. You want people to their home, their shelter, how to raise their kids. Uh, now you got the, you've got um, certain groups that are providing drugs for these people. Um, no, I've, I've looked at it and. Um, If I was sitting in the fourth floor, I would be doing the same exact thing. And there was a lot of explanation. And I don't think this administration should be apologizing to anybody.
0: And make no mistake about it, there are people in the community that um, the more homeless out there, the better it is for them. There are agencies that depend on homeless people being out there, there are individuals, directors, executive directors, co executive directors, social workers. They all depend on a homeless population in the area. And uh, so they're going to be, when they're under attack, defensive. And that's exactly what you had at the uh, city council meeting the other night when we had a parade of officials uh, from uh, the various agencies. I actually have their names right here. Uh, uh, There was um, uh, Michelle Taylor from... uh, From Community Care Alliance, Uh, there was uh, Dr. Paul uh, coming in uh, saying he was there as a uh, private care physician. And um, when you looked up his name, uh, he's a Thundermist doctor. And uh, then there was uh, Margot Morisot, who used to be with NeighborWorks and now is deputy director of, and listen to this uh, title, the organization, deputy director of the Rhode Island Coalition to End Homelessness. So she's certainly got a, a stake in, uh, in this. And so there's uh, quite a debate going on. If nothing else, it brings the whole issue of homelessness to the forefront for discussion as to whether it's uh, worthy of, uh, of public funding or whether it's um, not worthy of public funding. So homelessness is an issue. You know, I love train rides. And one of the things that um, my son, my son, we on a train ride from San Francisco to Sacramento. We were on our way to Chicago and we're sitting in the train car and from San Francisco, once we left uh, um, across the bay from San Francisco is Oakland. Mm-hmm. And uh, the train leaves from Oakland continuously between Oakland and Sacramento, uh, which is, uh, you know, like a three hour ride. Uh, we must have seen a thousand people along the tracks, uh, homeless, uh, so you know, I mean, I, like nothing I've ever seen, it was almost like um, like a continuous flow of tents and and also a lot of garbage too, and uh, a lot of unsightly things for passengers on Amtrak. It wasn't, shall we say, uh, uh, a, be- a beautiful view of the Rocky Mountains. It mm-hmm. was really kind of uh, disgusting uh, uh, seeing seeing this, uh, but uh, who's to say? You know, uh, I don't walk in their shoes, so therefore I should probably be more, uh, shall we say, sympathetic. Your comments, if you want to comment, it's a talk show, 769 Joe Biden, Donald Trump, missing documents, we'll talk about that. Um, or misplaced documents or hidden documents, we'll talk all about that stuff when we return after these messages. Larry? Well, here's a question
2: for you. From Vern Rainville. Do you have frozen pipes or ice dams causing some damage to your home last winter? Well, this is probably covered by insurance. And did you know that you have two years to file a claim? Call Vern Rainville, the local adjuster that represents you, not the insurance company. Vern is a licensed public adjuster by the state of Rhode Island and will work for you to initiate a claim. You can call Vern Rainville today at 484 484 $384.95 384 95 for a free, no-obligation, in-home consultation. All calls are returned in less than
0: 24 hours. You know, and damage may be from a tree, and it could be from your neighbor's uh, tree, too, you know. Uh, but that's covered. The neighbor's tree, your tree, any tree. Uh, check with Vern. He's a guy to talk to, and his number is 484 300 Eighty-four ninety-five, and and you know uh, the phone will ring at the station. People ask us for, you know, the number of uh, Ray Dion Plumbing <laughs> and Heating, or or Vern Rainville, and we supply those numbers. They hear the ad, but you know, we give the phone number. They don't remember the phone number. We we give out the phone number, and we brought a lot of people to Vern Rainville, and we've had some calls back saying thank you for referring him him to us. The name of the business All Tech Painting. We've been serving the Massachusetts and Rhode Island community with top-notch painting services. We want to be your one-stop shop for interior and exterior painting, plastering, drywall repair, power washing, wood staining and so much more. And we do all this with the promise of 100% satisfaction using quality materials and the finest product you can be proud of. That's the kind of company we are. Have any questions or want to quote? Call all-tech painting of North Attleboro. Ready to serve you at 401-378-7765. Skilled craftsmen, ready to work for you. If you need a plumber, I hope you'll consider Ray Dion, Dion's Plumbing Systems. From Cumberland, serving the greater Woonsocket area, we do residential and commercial work. We work on kitchens and bathrooms, heating systems, drain cleaning. We're licensed, we're insured. Over 30 years' experience from Ray Dion, you can expect clean, neat, dependable, and courteous work. So when the pipes burst, think of Dion's Plumbing first. The number to call is 334-6060, Dion's Plumbing Systems. We do bathrooms, kitchens, heat and hot water systems, and all kinds of special work as it relates to plumbing. Dion's Plumbing Systems. Think of us. We'll do it right for you. I don't know if this is good news or bad news, but we had to use Dion's Plumbing Systems when we got back from our vacation uh, because of a broken water heater. Spooing water into the cellar It was just beautiful Chris, I, I was thinking about you I wanted to have you come over and help me mock it up
1: I used, I used to put those in with my dad uh-huh. How old was it? Uh, guess
0: what? Uh, the warranty um, said 10 years And it was uh, 9 years uh, 7 months and 2 days and clean living <laughs> uh, Let's get back to the show
1: You're listening to WNRI's Upfront
0: A radio internet talk show now, let's get back to the panel. All right, so you used to um, um, do the uh, installation of the water heaters with your dad. Yes. But it wasn't always pretty, uh, in, uh, you know, because uh, you had to work sometimes with toilets and overflows and uh, that. Uh, but it makes you the humble man you are today, right?
1: Well, it was interesting because I was working with my dad, I think, from the time I was 12 years old, so... Uh, and when I was at Mount, it wasn't a given that I was going to go to college. Mm-hmm. So my father saw my work ethic and putting in boilers, and he said, you should go to Bryant and become an accountant. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. <laughs> and it was the best decision because I, I wasn't very good at it, but I could get the products really quick.
0: So what was the name of the business uh, that uh, your dad ran, Boulay Plumbing and Heating?
1: Norman, uh, Boulay and Sons Plumbing and Heating, uh-huh. which was a little bit of a misnomer because my sister Judy also worked. All six of us worked there at one point in time, and it was uh, it was great.
0: All right, what topic do you want to bring up? We have some callers waiting. We're going to press some buttons in a second, but we'll get another topic on the uh, table in case somebody wants to call on that, too.
1: Yeah, very briefly, it relates to what I talked about at the beginning of our uh discussion regarding bonds going down in two thousand twenty two. They went down because interest rates were going up. So therefore uh, if you have a four percent bond and interest rates are going to six percent, that bond is worth less. So at eight thirty today inflation is expected to have declined in December be announced by the federal government. And if it's down more than expected, I think there'll be an indication that the Federal Reserve maybe can take their foot off the pedal and lower slowly lower slowly stop the higher interest rates. So right now, economists are expecting it to go down 0.1% month over month, but it's still a 6.5% increase. So you know what the... If the information is relatively good, you know the Biden administration is going to focus on the month over month, not the annual. But that is uh, it's important to see where interest rates are going to go. So if we have time, we've got phone calls, we'll, we'll touch upon it after 830, All right. what the actual numbers are. Thanks for
0: bringing that topic up. All right, we're going to press some buttons and get some people uh, into uh, the uh, discussion, and uh, we thank them for their calls. Uh, button number one is here, and then button number two, hello, what do you want to talk about?
3: Hello. Oh, I'm number one. Wow, that's great. All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Good
1: morning. (laughs) Good morning.
3: I'm going to stick with the topic that I I think both of you spoke eloquently about it, and and it's the city. We're going to talk about the city, not the h word and, and to me it, it's unfortunate that we have uh, become so well known as a most generous community and set up all of these institutions it's kind of like the mecca or the you know i was watching something the other day and people flock to this holy site to get whatever they need from uh, you know that visit and a pilgrimage and, and i think that's what we've become it, it's like the, the mecca for a gathering of homeless people and, and it's not that I had, I don't have a heart or because I, I used food stamps ages ago when my son was first born because my husband didn't have a job so you get on these things as you say use them to boost yourself up and get yourself going out of the mess and like you Chris you know we worked and I don't know what Roger's first job was I worked at Puritan Aerosol the you know, the future toxic dump site. And I decided, like, okay, I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. But you have aspirations and you put the energy to get out of that. But the lifestyle seems to have become, and the country has made it very comfortable to just live as you go and get what you can from the government. And, Roger, I heard you yesterday uh, talking about this woman who was arrested over at the, the what to call it, on Clinton Street, the housing, and uh, I, that woman that was arrested uh, for buying drugs from these other characters from out of town they even have food delivery drug delivery it's amazing what they have nowadays and it's to support this trade uh but the thing is that woman i wonder and the detail would have been interesting is she one of the homeless people being supported here by our generous uh funds can't say and she's uh-huh.
1: And, yeah, yeah no, and, no, no. and and it's not your imagination. Years back, the Washington Post did a expose on Woonsocket and outlining everything you just said. And then you talked about your first jobs and everything. But it was great. I was 15 years old, making 300 dollars a week. I was I was excited. Okay, that's but, great. but but you know who you know who uh, Jeff Bezos, one of the world's richest men, his first job was at McDonald's uh, doing fries. So I think
3: I'd worked there too.
0: Mine was at uh, Hanora Spinning. <laughs>
3: Oh, all well, good places it made us say, okay. <laughs> Maybe we we need uh, we need to rethink our education and our aspirations.
0: Good training ground for all of us.
3: Yeah. Heck, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I worked many different jobs. None of them really matched and were a stepping stone to uh the next one, but it taught me that okay, you need to aim high and Put some effort into it, girl. And I applaud the mayor, too. You know, you got to give her credit where credit is due. And uh, people like, uh, you know, these community agencies, like you said, exactly, you guys hit the mark. It's like they are making money off people being homeless. <laughs> That's their job, but yeah, it seems like they're not very good at it because the people keep staying homeless, and uh, it's a lifestyle. I, I've talked when I was, uh, you know, listening to this uh opium den uh, thing—I call it—and when it was the opium den bill, and. and You just make it comfortable for people to not change their addictive lifestyles and continue. uh, It's a
1: subculture. There Uh, are many subcultures. Absolutely. It it really started in earnest with 1964, 1965 with the Great Society and the Lyndon Johnson. and And then... it hasn't changed. If you read the the Green New Deal, um, which is full of typos and, and idiotic comments, but one of the things that stands out is the left Democrats want to pay you whether you're unable or unwilling to work, and that's not what made America great. And it's it's a, it's a it's a little scary. It's soft, and we and, and again. Um, None of us are heartless. There are times that people may need support, but to have multiple generations, depending on it, you're obviously not raising your family right.
3: And one of the other things, and I've said it on other programs, the thing is that if every community would help their own people who are in, in a situation, that would be great. But I also would like to know this woman that was arrested, where's she from? All of these people come here, as I started by saying, from, uh, you know, somewhere else. I would like Woonsocket to be able to take care of their own people, and every other community take care of their own people.
1: Yeah, but I think the and, town, and maybe, I think the town leader in Jamestown and East Greenwich and Barrington uh, have a, have a different uh, challenge than than our mayor, but we we always appreciate your call. Thank you so well, much. Thank you
3: so much. And and I know there are a lot of people that it ha- it's my tax paying money and both of yours that are paying for these people. Where I think we're homeowners, we could use a little help here, but uh, instead it's people who are just arriving from nowhere or have no intention to really want to get off.
1: The dole, they call it. Thank you so much. Have a
0: great
1: one.
3: You too. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Before we grab our next phone call, uh, we want to recognize Sandra's um, contribution to the program. Good morning, Roger and Chris. I'm not sure of news reporters' sources and where they get their stats, but today I heard on the news, quote, inflation is cooling down, unquote. Just went to the grocery store yesterday and saw no signs of that. Chris, is it uh, fair and balanced reporting? And I trust uh, his input much more than theirs. Chris, what are your thoughts? Is inflation cooling down?
1: Well... Uh, That gives me a good segue into what I talked about a couple of minutes ago. It just came out that consumer prices fell 0.1% in December, as expected, in line with economists' expectations, year-over-year, 6.5%. But it depends what you're you're getting. Like, um, I love the auto industry. I love cars. And used car prices are now plummeting because new car inventories are picking up. Um, You can go to the uh, dealerships, and you can see that they're starting to get cars, and there's going to be a real... Low price in cars, but if you're not in the car market, it's not going to affect you. Um, one of the issues that the government has, and I think this may be what uh, Sandra's leading to, alluding to, excuse me, is the CPIE. is on People who are older depend more on health care. Health care is going up, but the emphasis when they do Social Security is not on that. So housing expenses have gone up, but if you don't have a mortgage and uh, rent equivalent uh, amounts don't make any sense to you, and so it, it all depends. I think if you use the information and data that they used in the 1980s, inflation would be a lot higher than what the government's reporting. But they talked about—I think we talked about eggs. They talked about it last night, up 600 um, percent. I don't really miss eggs, so it's not an issue. So, on on a basis, if we were to go back and go apples to apples, the way they compared inflation in the 19, late 1970s, early 80s, uh, we're probably at 12, 13% inflation, if not higher. But then you look at gasoline. Um, my SUV took $105 at its, at its uh, height, and I think I filled the other day around $70. So um, inflation is going down. And uh, if you don't believe me, listen to Mr. John Pierre today at the press re- uh, briefing, who will take credit for it and, and how great the pre- job the President Biden's doing to lower inflation.
0: He's an amazing guy, I tell you. (laughs) Let's grab another phone call. Hello there. Thank you for your call. And what do you want to talk about?
2: Good morning, Roger and Chris. Good morning. All those people you saw when you were on the train, those aren't homeless. That's the Biden trail.
0: I see. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that.
2: Okay. Now, here's the thing. I was reading about Adam Schiff actually contacting Twitter that we have evidence. Adam Schiff contacted Twitter and they had a reporter... I forgot his name. It was something like Sellers or Fellers or something like that. And they, uh, he is on Twitter. He wasn't violating any rules. And Adam Schiff didn't like what he was saying. He contacted Twitter and asked it to be suppressed. And they responded saying, yes, we suppressed him. And I just want to, and, and, and he's taking legal action, I, I guess, against Twitter, the, the, the reporter. But I have to say, I sent you an email so I don't blindsight you so you can read along with me. But... Chapter, Title 18, Chapter 13, Section 241 clearly states that if two individuals conspire together to suppress someone's constitutional rights, which this man has the right to free speech, he has the right to use that platform because he met their contractual agreement by not breaking their rules, and shifting them conspired together to violate his rights, uh, the prescription for that is a fine and up to 10 years in jail. And the bottom line is if it was a Republican, they'd be blaming death they'd be blaming death in Ukraine on this and they'd be trying to put the Republican to death. Are they gonna punish Shift? He violated the law, federal law. Yeah, there's the,
1: you- Yeah, there's, there's no there's no question Adam Schiff is um, a ter- terrible congressman wow. um, I think it, all things lead back to it. I know they set him up by having a person uh, act as a Russian agent with the accent talking to him about having uh, contraband on, um, on, on on Trump, yeah um, he does not belong on the Intelligence Committee and now that the Republicans are in charge of Congress and the House of Representatives, I think he's, he's not going to be on that there's about two or three of them who, who just don't belong there And um, but again, I think there's about 50 reps from California and uh, not all of them are really good I, I, I'm going through them
2: he violated the law, he should be in jail, period If he was a Republican, he sure
1: as heck would be in jail, and you know it. Well, we'll see see what happens. Let's stop with stopping him from making uh, decisions on the Intelligence Committee. But, yeah, it's it's, it's not good. There's been a lot of interference. And the Democrats might be crazy, but they're not stupid. If you control the narrative uh, and you control... What people can say, you can control what they think, and 1984 is uh, not too far behind. Thanks a lot. We always appreciate your call. Thank you. Have a terrific day. Good day. And just to kind of put in perspective, um, you know who Frank Church is, right, or was? Yes. Okay. He was a senator uh, from Idaho. Uh, He passed away in 1984, but he led a committee in Congress uh, uh, analyzing and investigating the Republican control on the same thing. So, because we have Twitter, because we have Facebook, because we have Google, it's a little bit easier to to control the masses. It's not just, um, you know, the, uh, the broadcast news. So, to think that human nature is going to change anytime soon... Is not the case what you have to have and what elon musk said is you have to have balance he said i'm voting i've never voted uh, republican in my life i'm going to vote republican now because there should be some balance in congress it would be nice if the republicans took the senate as well but frank church in 1973 74 was investigating the same stuff that um the republicans are investigating now we're never going to be a, a, a perfect union
0: We'll bring you up to date what's going on at the Honey Shop after we take one more phone call here on the Upfront program and uh, see what you have on your mind on this Thursday morning. Hello.
4: Hi. Listen, I don't,
5: just, all you hear is talk, talk, talk about President Biden and all his documents and you know that he should be year. and nobody's got the phone to go after any of these people that have done wrong. It's unbelievable what they're getting away with. And you put on TV, and all you see is these commercials for the veterans, nineteen dollars a month. Why isn't the government taking care of all these soldiers with all these broken bones and artificial limbs? They shouldn't have to be begging for
1: money. They should be getting it. Yeah, there's 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 a lot to be said for us welcoming in. Uh, People who are breaking our laws by jumping the border and not taking care of the people who've made the ultimate sacrifice protecting and defending our country. You raise a very, very good point. Somebody sent me uh, uh, an email the other day saying, what happens to you if you... um, uh, illegally go into China. You, you, you get arrested. Uh, Mention basically all the countries around the world, what would happen to you. What happens to the United States? You get free health care, free service, free everything because the Democrats seem to be wanting to develop a new voting block to support them.
0: A new constituency.
1: Exactly. So you, you raise very, very good points. We'll talk a little bit probably after break about the Biden versus Trump narrative regarding... Um, uh top secret documents we, we appreciate the call thanks for taking the time thank you good day <laughs> bye-bye
0: this is the upfront program on wnri and um i, I did say we're going to do an update on the honey shop and if you go to um their um their facebook page uh it's back to basics um uh, we are a gift shop uh we you know uh, we we do uh, have to do that and and we, um, we have some great gourmet foods. But uh, one of the things that put the honey shop on the map and in the forefront was a couple of their products. Now, of course, they sell honey, but they also sell um, a product called Breathe. And um, the original Breathe is back in stock. Um, and also we have Breathe with the lemon formula. This is an allergy and cold symptom relief. It's made right here. In Rhode Island. So if uh, you are experiencing a cold or you have some allergy problems, consider Breathe and consider the Honey Shop where they sell it at 1300 Park Avenue in Woonsocket. And uh, you can pick it up today. Breathe at the Honey Shop. Kathy and Paul and staff would be more than happy to uh, take good care of you. Breathe Lemon Formula, Breathe Original Formula now in stock. WNRI welcomes a new sponsor, Titan Machine Tool. your one-stop machine shop located at 70 New River Road in Manville. With over 30 years experience in the industry, no job is too big or too small. Titan Machine Tools works with various industries including industrial manufacturing, construction, medical, and marine. If you or your business needs a single machined pot or jigs or fixtures and tooling, sub-assemblies, and other machinist services including industrial equipment repairs, they can help. Call Bob Markey today at 401-636-0157 or visit them online at titanmachinetool.com.
4: Let's meet for lunch or dinner at the Roast House. Their menu offers something for everyone. Seafood and chicken, roasts, steaks, and chops. Appetizers and their rotation of the heartiest soups in the area. Open Sunday through Thursday, 1130 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 10 p.m. Now, here are some of the delicious choices awaiting you at the Roast House. On
0: that luncheon menu, they have the corned beef sub melt. This is corned beef sub Sliced thin, grilled with peppers and onions and mushrooms on a sub-roll. Honey mustard uh, on the topping. And a uh, generous uh, slice of Swiss cheese. And then we bake it. Then your choice of a side, we also throw in a deli pickle. The corned beef sub-melt on the luncheon menu at the Roast House. It's $11.99. And also... Roast prime rib every weekend at the Roast House. In addition, be sure to check out our unique weekend specials. And you can visit their website, theroasthouse.com. Or you uh, can do, um, you can uh, look at the regular menu. I spend like five minutes looking at the regular menu, then order the same thing: Mussels uh, uh, Fra Diablo. Mussels spicy. Love it. You'll love the food at the Roast House. Right here in Blackstone, Massachusetts, open every day. Uh, Scott McGee wants to uh, tell you about real estate, and then uh, that'll be 30 seconds. And then we'll be back to more conversation and more phone calls. Scott McGee from the Stearns McGee team is ready. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market conditions, Scott would love to offer his services to you. He knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help you guide through the nuances of the current real estate market. So let Scott work hard for you. Your real estate experience will be memorable and enjoyable. You can reach him directly at 401 639-2906. 639-2906. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. There's an opinion piece in the Winsocket call today. It's entitled, If Trump's classified document mishandling was responsible, so is Joe Biden's. Christopher Bouley, are they in the same uh, category, or is this just uh, Republicans uh, trying to take something uh, and magnify it to uh, the Trump thing, or are they uh, in the same ballpark?
1: Um, it's always fun to learn something new every day. Um, it's been said you learn something once a day. In I try to do four or five things a, a day because I know a lot less than I know. And I guess I knew this, but only the President of the United States can declassify documents. The Vice President of the United States cannot do that. So when Joe Biden left office, he had no power to declassify documents while the President Trump did. Conversely, when Biden leaves office, hopefully very, very soon in 2024, uh, he can declassify documents. So in many ways, it's actually worse what Biden did. And what I've... I haven't studied this in depth yet, and i I'm, I'm trying to unpeel the onion here, but who the hell told us that uh, that the documents were were uh, uh, were classified in, in Biden's possession? How do we know this, and are they trying to get Good point. are they trying to get him out because apparently they found out right before the midterms, yet we're finding out about it now but who <laughs> there's no woodward and and Bernstein looking for this? So who the hell did this? And to me, it's probably people in the Democratic Party who want this guy to leave who's no longer a useful idiot.
0: And uh, we are uh, getting closer to um, thinking about uh, the presidency and and who's going to be running. And maybe uh, Joe Biden has found some uh, enemies that he didn't know existed in the first two years of his presidency. Let's press another button, if you don't mind. Hello there. Thank you for your call on the Upfront program. What do you want to talk about?
4: This country's had so much scandal since I was born in 1970. It's ridiculous. And this new one with the documents, when, when uh, Joe Biden, has Vice Presidency, has Ukrainian documents, his son was in Burisma. He's getting kickbacks. And now, certainly, there's a war in the Ukraine. This has to be very, very much investigated because I don't believe in coincidences. And there's just too much going on with the Ukraine prior to his presidency involving his family and himself personally. And then suddenly there's a war and Ukraine uh, affected our elections by not releasing what President Trump needed. Uh, and, and, and that's how they tainted our elections to Ukraine. And, and they prevented Trump from getting reelected in that way. So. Before I hang up, I'm going to say, I hope the Russians crush, kill, and destroy the Ukraine. They are the enemy. I don't like them.
1: Thank They're you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Well, the, the one the one issue, again, we just juxtaposed the release of documents. is very interesting to me that uh, Trump gets impeached for talking about to the Ukraine president about investigating what's going on with Biden. Yet Biden is on film bragging about the fact that he withheld $1 billion of aid to Ukraine back in, I guess it was probably 2014 or 15, until the president fired the prosecutor investigating his son. So you start juxtaposing those things. I think they're very similar to what we just talked about, where the president of the United States can declassify documents, but the vice president can't. And I think it's a big step up that... The, that the Democrats went after Trump for a private conversation. If you hold presidents to that level, that standard, pretty much a president, uh, he or she, could get um, impeached probably every fortnight.
0: You are on the upfront program. We take phone calls, and we're going to take one right now. Hello there. What do you want to comment on? What are you laughing at?
5: it wasn't a private conversation in the sense that we think of a private conversation. There were all kinds of interpreters and people listening in. It's all bull. I have a question. Who leaked Roe versus Wade? We still don't know that.
1: Wonderful question. Yep.
5: We've we've got people on the Supreme Court right now put there solely for diversity. Do, Do we can we all agree right now That maybe Trump, although not perfect like many people in the Old Testament, has a purpose because he is unafraid. He is the David, and socialism and communism are the Goliath, and no one could take what he took. And DeSantis needs to shut up. Step down, stop being a divisive factor in the populist movement. Only my only my uh, opinion, of course. And, and uh, you know, not, not always a good opinion. Now, as far as the Ukraine is concerned, I keep asking, have you seen the video where he bragged about withholding the aid? Yep. No. So, who, well, you I've, have, yeah, but it, most it, people I haven't. I
1: think it's still I'm on YouTube. A-
5: Yeah, well, you have to want to see it, though, don't you? And Biden supporters and Democrats don't want to see it. So there you have it. Whom do we blame? We blame whom? The media. The media are on the line of treason they can't all be that stupid. They are brainwashed, and they are attempting to brainwash the rest of us. And I'm not drinking the damn Kool-Aid. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Thanks you, a lot. Thank gentlemen. Yeah. Bye-bye.
1: Yeah, very interesting. That, that's the question that needs to be asked. Who leaked it? And did, they, did the Supreme Court find out that it was a fellow justice? And that's where there's issues. And going back to what the caller said, um, sort of my air. Was confusing the most basic legal tenets. Uh, Amy had t- explained it to me. I don't have a note in front of what it was, but it was it's something you learn as a first-year law student, and she didn't understand. And Chief Roberts had to correct her. That's somebody who's on the Supreme Court. I don't think that's a that's a mind like uh, like Comey. Um, you know, it, it's awful. So yeah, are there people that that really? That hurt the Supreme Court more than anything. Sometimes you're going have a difference of opinion, but if the associate justice doesn't have a command of the most basic legal tenets, then that's a problem.
0: Two topics, one international, one local. Number one, a one uh, caller before our uh, last caller uh, said, uh, I hope the Russians defeat the Ukrainians in the war. The Ukrainians are the enemy. The Ukrainians are in the enemy. That may or may not be so. My question to you, Christopher Boulay, is with the um, modern warfare that we are shipping to Ukraine and the billions of dollars we're spending and world opinion and so forth, uh, where is the Ukrainian war with the Russians going? Uh, Are they going to win it in the end? Are we going to get a negotiated uh, settlement In the next couple of months, or is it going to be ongoing like Afghanistan?
1: Well, to to, to be clear... I know
0: you don't have the answer to that. Well,
1: to to, to be clear, I I don't agree with with, with the caller. Um, Is Ukraine not the democracy that the Democrats want to say it is? It's not. uh, Zelensky has shut down um, dissent. He has shut down the media. He's done some things that that don't make any sense. Having said that, um, I'm taking a step back for myself... And we've talked about this, and others have talked about it—the threat of a nuclear war by pushing Russia so far against the wall. And apparently, you know, if if Russia calls for a ceasefire, and they give back Ukraine, and and their their uh, their influence in the world is completely diminished, I, I you got to give it to the Biden administration. Um, but you've also got all those nuclear weapons in Russia, that, that is a problem. Do we have the Star Wars? Do we have uh, things that um, that Putin can't, you know, we can call in his bluff? I don't know the answer to that. Um, I'm not a military expert, but I, I would like to see Russia caught, uh, have a ceasefire. And again, Putin says that he talked to, to about ceasefire and, we, and the... Um, the NATO said no? So I, I, I so I, I don't know where it's all going to go. But I think the best thing to do is have a peaceful solution and actually have Russia um, give back the parts of Ukraine that they've taken.
0: Now I need your help. At the beginning of the show, did we talk about Judge Caprio? We did not. Okay, we'll get to him in a second. But something more important than Judge Caprio and caught in Providence is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen. I mean, I keep things local. Uh, we were there uh, Tuesday night. And I had a nice sirloin steak there. They have a sirloin steak on the menu for $20. It's 12-ounce, cooked any way you want it. It's a full dinner. And um, and you can add the salad bar, which I did. I tell you, I, I had, a, shall we say, a satisfying meal the other night at uh, the Pomodoro. They're open at noontime, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you can have lunch today at Sabini's Pomodoro. Or come on in tonight. And uh, like I said, the salad bar is uh, really um, something that I like to highlight. Because when you go to the salad bar, there's soup, there's uh, fresh bread, Italian bread, and then there's a full salad bar. With uh, do, do you you don't like do you like pepperoncini's those um,
1: Oh no I don't like anything spicy Right so
0: when you go to K's and they give you those just put them in a little container and bring them to me Oh right.
1: you know what you know what I do every single time is uh, I get extra pickles and they uh, say no hot All
0: right Well these pep- pepperoncini's are they're right there in the uh, in the salad bar and so what happens is that I'm the only person that goes and puts no lettuce or tomatoes or pepper and olives. I take a plate of pepperoncinis, and that is my salad bar. Anyway, you do it the way you want it. The name of the place is Savini's Pomodoro, Italian Kitchen and Bar. Open for lunch, open for dinner, and open today. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Even the mayor checks in uh, on the uh, Caprio, Judge Caprio situation, Brett Smiley and uh he's saying oh yeah i'm uh, i'm with the uh if the council wants to review the whole thing i'm i'm for, all for it and of course brett smiley wants the council to be on uh, his good favor so anything that they suggest on an issue that's not going to make or break brett smiley as mayor he can agree on anyway uh what what do you think of this whole thing
1: well it's really interesting because I think when people see Judge Caprio, the family has done so many great things. They, they obviously own the, re, the restaurant in uh, Narragansett, and you know Frank was, uh, was, was the treasurer for a while. But if, if you take a step back, it's not Frank Caprio. Would you do this again? Would you allow an individual to use their judgeship to make money for themselves and their family by giving breaks to people on TV? It, it, it is unbecoming. It's one of those things that they've let go for a while. I think he's 85 years old. It'll start to peter out. But uh, his kid um, said he wasn't making any money on it. It looks like he's making about $100,000 a year. And the city's not getting a cut on it. So it's one of those things that's eventually going to take care of itself. But nobody would approve of that starting today where a court judge would go on and say, hey, I'm going to give everyone a break. I'm going to be charming and, and give away the city's money for people who may actually may have done things. And um, I'm going to give the money to my family. It does, it, if, you ta- if you take away the, the people and you think about the situation, it. it It's very um, uh, inappropriate.
0: The best thing to do, if you watch the program, it's very entertaining, very humorous, sometimes heartwarming. But to judge this, you shouldn't watch the program. You should just look at the facts because, uh, like I said, the the program is entertaining. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, Judge Caprio reminds you of your... Your grandfather and uh, loving family and, and it's all, all that you get caught up in the emotions and you don't want to look at the reality that uh, this might not be uh, a proper thing.
1: Kind of the kind of the thing you should be doing in court, right, looking at the facts and not whether the person has uh, got a great story. Um, that's you no, know, that's how he's built. Uh, he's built the entire show on it. And, I, and again, I I find no interest in it. And, and I think it gives Providence the, the wrong attention for the wrong reasons. He is no Judge Judy, that's for sure. All right.
0: <laughs> hey, Chris, thanks a lot for your help today, as usual. My pleasure. Always a pleasure uh, having you on the program and look forward to your next visit. We'll see you tomorrow on the Upfront program when John Brian steps in. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI One Socket.
2: WNRI 1 socket W260 DC